0: Bronco Nation News Live is presented by com, the official paint and coatings company of Boise State Athletics. Power in people, pride in painting. Check them out at ROEPaint.com. Now here's BJ Reigns.
1: Hey, how we doing? Happy Tuesday, Boise State fans. Welcome on in another edition of Bronco Nation News Live here at BroncoNationNews.com and the uh, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter accounts. We hope you'll go subscribe to our YouTube channels. We continue to build that up. It's just YouTube.com slash Bronco Nation News. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, subscribe and uh, like the like the uh, broadcast at the bottom of the screen uh, while you're here. It's Tuesday, so we got uh, Jay Tuss, sports director over at KTVB, joining us for his uh, regular Tuesday appearance. And uh, Jay, uh, good morning. Happy Tuesday to you, man.
0: Good morning. Uh, Spent a little time over inside the Capitalium Sports Complex. Got to see a bunch of dudes work out and basically underwear. (laughs) Uh, Good day. It's good actually catching up with a lot of those guys again. And honestly, I know we're gonna jump into this probably a little bit later on, BJ. But a lot of those guys had some pretty good days. I feel like yesterday.
1: No doubt we got some highlights. We got some interviews we can get into, a full dissection of Boise State Pro Day uh, coming up. I, I teased uh, yesterday that we do have a cool announcement uh, that we're going to make in regards to the uh, Bronco Nation News golf tournament as well. Uh, and I guess we'll start off, though, with the kind of the, uh, the, the you know quick hitter on the news of the day, just about 10 minutes before we went on the air here. Uh, Jay, not a big surprise at all, uh, but uh, Pavle Kuzmanovic uh, has entered the transfer portal. So uh, Boise State already lost Burke Smith. Oh, about a week ago. And now Pavle Kuzmanovic, uh, you know, averaged like barely over a point a game, didn't play much, did hit a huge three against uh, at Air Force to help him win that game late. Uh, but to just never really got much of a chance to contribute and play. And it seemed like Jay, when he'd get in there, he'd kind of press and turn the ball over some. And, uh, but to never was just a great fit here and uh, Pavle Kuzmanovic uh, entering the transfer portal, opening it up uh, another spot for Boise state to try to uh, upgrade.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know if it wasn't that he didn't get a chance, to be honest with you, because I think he did get a few chances and it just didn't it just didn't go as planned, I guess. You know, it's I think that you see like um, at, at times when when certain players step on the floor, it seems like the game is slow to them. Right. Like they can see things happening. The game slows down. And when Pauvile got on the floor at times, it just seemed like the game was was fast, you know, and, and uh he just had maybe a tough time finding his rhythm. He did have a couple nice, nice moments, um, but they were just kind of few and far between. You're right. You, you know, maybe they don't win at Air Force if if he doesn't hit that bucket. Like maybe they don't. I don't know. That was a tough game for them. They really had to grind out. But um, yeah, it's it's probably for the best, not only for the player but for the program. Now Pavley can kind of go find a place that maybe he's a better fit and can get some playing time. And then on the flip side of that, another opportunity for Boise State opens up to add to their roster. And you look at the influx of players in the transfer portal, um, there's probably a chance that they can use that to really improve their roster and, and move forward. So, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's probably – best for both player and program.
1: I hate to say it when it's like, you know, you can, can upgrade at the position or whatever. I'm not trying to speak negatively on Burke Smith or Pavle Kuzmanovic, yeah. but when you can have guys that just never had a chance really to play and do much in two or three years, and you can essentially trade that in one for one, a trade that would essentially never be allowed. Like if it were a professional sports team or something, oh. trading a, a Pavle Kuzmanovic for a starting guard as my uh, light just went out. I think I unplugged it on me. How about that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Over there, plugged. uh, I I sat on the light and unplugged it. There you go. It's okay. You're fine. There we go. There we go. My wife helped me out. She's uh, working from home today at the next desk over there. So, uh, but uh, no, uh, I hate to say it like this, but the the one for one trade—if you can trade a Pavlik Kuzmanovic for a starting point guard next season—I mean, I think you have a chance to significantly upgrade your roster here. And um, you know, that's it's the, the way the transfer portal is now every guy that leaves is an opportunity to make some major improvements. And I know, uh, you know, Leon Rice told me after the uh, Northwestern game, they're trying to build a super team and essentially they need to add two starting level players and you needed spots to do that. Cause you already had a couple high school signings and you had three players leaving and the math was, was kind of three for three before you even entered the transfer portal. So every guy that leaves opens up a spot for them to kind of roll up the sleeves and try to make uh, some big improvements to this roster, Jay.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I think that, Um, there's probably progress being made behind the scenes on a lot of this stuff. You know, they, they need a point guard and they need a big, and, um, it seems like they're trending in the right direction, uh, certainly on one of those spots. And I think that when it comes to trying to find a guy that can contribute off the bench, you're, I mean, it's not, it's not even the fact you're trying to be critical. It's just, it is what it is, right? Like we could see that it necessarily wasn't working out for either of those guys in terms of, trying to find more playing time, and now Boise State has a chance at kind of a do-over, if you will, to where maybe they hit the transfer portal. Seems a little late to try to get a high school kid, um, but uh, they've already got a few of those, so it just seems like there's spots open up that they can go uh, try to tap into the transfer portal and, and, and find some depth. You know, it's it's interesting. You're talking with, talking with coaches just in college basketball in general, BJ. Like, you look at, like, the situation that Linder's in over at Wyoming, right, where he's got to replace 10 dudes. And you think like one through five, he can do that. But how does he replace six through 10, you know, guys that want to be patient and contribute either immediately or in the future. And so I don't, I don't know exactly. I haven't talked with Linda about it, but it just, it just seems like, you know, guys, when they transfer, they want to come in and they want to play. And so if you can promise a guy a really good chance at a starting job, there's a better chance that he's going to leave the transfer portal and commit to your university to where if you're saying, you know, maybe you could start, but you're probably coming off the bench. That that might be a little bit harder. So I guess what I'm saying is filling out the, the two starting spots for Boise State, I would expect to be much easier than uh, maybe having to play the waiting game and find out, like, you know, who might be those complementary pieces that probably have to come off the bench immediately.
1: And I will say this, uh, Boise state's not having nearly the issues in the transfer portal as some of the teams in the mountain. No. I mean, uh, we talk about Wyoming losing pretty much everybody. And yep. I know Boise state did lose, you know, Shaver and lost Najee Smith. So I'm not saying they're not losing anybody right. Those guys obviously graduated and had no time it's more left. traditional though. You look at UNLV losing, uh, you know, Gilbert and some of their guys, New Mexico losing uh, a couple of starting players there. Wyoming has lost a lot of their players. Uh, Tanji, one of the best players for Colorado state, probably their best returning player just transferred to Missouri uh, Williams the freshman of the year at Nevada is transferring out so a ton of talent is transferring out um and to this point in terms of players eligible to come back it, it doesn't seem like that's the case at Boise State
0: yeah it, and that's why like everybody wants to talk about the transfer portal and like Boise State losing anybody my answer to that is usually kind of no because um in this day and age, you're going to lose players to the transfer portal. It is, it is what it is. I mean, everybody's losing players to the transfer portal. It's, but it's a matter of keeping your marquee players, your Tyson Dagenhards, your Jabuzo Abos. Like, If you can keep those guys in, and move forward and have those guys to build around, um, you're, you're going to be fine. And so that's something that didn't even seem like it didn't pose a threat even one iota this year. Yeah. Of of losing, you know the the, the three returning stars, and obviously I'd say Max Rice, but that's obviously just given. Like, yeah, I don't
1: know. He went through so. senior night. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but he, even a kid like Jace Whiting and stuff, like Boise State's definitely kind of maintaining the guys that that nucleus. They know that they need to be successful. Um, in the future, for
1: sure. And I think uh, you know, you look at the, what else potentially could be coming in terms of departures. Um, you look at you know the same similar situation as as uh, Burke Smith and Pavle Kuzmanovic guys that didn't get a lot of playing time mm-hmm. and might want to try to go elsewhere. So the only other real options that you would see uh, would be somebody like a a Mo Silla, uh maybe a Kobe Young. Although I think he's young enough, and they see enough of a role for him that I, I think Kobe Young sees that he's got enough future here still. Uh, but a guy like Mo Silla wouldn't shock me at all. At some point, if he enters, I still think with Sada and Ganga, I mean, I, you know, he said he's coming back, Jay, but until that's official, you just never know there. But I think, I think they're very encouraged you know, moving forward with him. So, uh, you know, I think there's at least one more move still to come here at some point. And uh, obviously they're going to have to try to you know, now the attention turns to that starting center and trying to uh, find um, a spot uh, for a center. You've had, you, know, you have one scholarship left right now and, they got to go do what they can to try to get a yeah. center that uh, I think needs to be more of a, an actual true five that uh, can keep Tyson Degenhardt from having to play the five.
0: Yeah, uh, a thousand percent. And, you know, most still is entering his final final year of eligibility at the collegiate level. And so I think that Boise has a good grasp on whether they think that he can be that guy or not. And I think he probably has a good grasp on that. We'll see how the cookie crumbles, if you will. But um, that would not be shocking to me. I think that if they can – it's, it is so wild how we talk about this now, BJ, because, like, imagine talking, you know, saying, like, yeah, if they can retain Kobe Young, you know, five years ago, like, he just would be there. Like, he would almost certainly be there. Yep. Um, and now Because the guys didn't
1: want to have to sit out a year. That was the big thing about transferring. Right. A lot less guys would transfer because the scary thing was, okay, I have to sit out a year. Now, well, as long as you're in good academic standing and you can play right away, mm-hmm. um, there's really no reason for guys not to want to move if they think they have a right. better opportunity to play. And-
0: and the reason why I say that with Kobe, too, is because he's already used his redshirt year. Usually, like, if you played as a true freshman or a true sophomore, and then you transferred, you'd be like, I'll use my redshirt year, and then it, it won't cost me anything. So, like, considering Kobe's already redshirted, five years ago, like, it seemed like he would be locked in, right? Yep. And now it's just, the, the rules are just different. Everything's a little more fluid. And, um, again, not trying to make any assumptions or tell a kid what to do, but gosh, man, like, you see some – you certainly see some promise out of Kobe young and if they can just make sure that he stays, I just, it feels like this team would all of a sudden start to lengthen out their bench quite a bit. If they could get a kid like him if um, to continue to push, grow and develop. And I just, I think you look at him, BJ man. And I know it's not, you know, coaches don't bat a thousand when it comes to developing players. There are, there's a lot that goes into it, but it's, it's really easy. I think to see that, man, maybe Two, three years from now, he could be a really, really good college basketball player for Boise State.
1: Yep, no doubt. I think Sada's in the same boat. If he, yes. you see the players to believe and know that their time is eventually going to come. But for a guy like a Burke Smith or a Pavle, mm-hmm. it was probably apparent already that time was not going to come. So yeah. uh, we'll see. And I may, I, I said, kind of turn their attention towards the center. I guess they still need a point guard as well. So we'll, uh, they've got two spots open now. So we'll see. But uh, I think there could be some movement this week. It sounds like they may be making some progress on trying to get a point guard. And then they'll obviously need a center as well. So no additions yet uh, officially. Um, and then they'll uh, see how the roster starts to shake out. But a big opportunity uh, with some spots open now for Boise State basketball to really improve uh, moving forward. And, and uh, you know, congrats also before we move on to Coach Leon Rice uh, for the second year in a row. He'll coach with uh, Team USA. This will be the under-19 team. I believe it was the under-18 team last year. So it's a lot of the same guys continue to build those relationships. And you know what? Most of these are four- or five-star guys that probably wouldn't come to Boise State out of high school. But guess what? In a year or two when they're, tra- when they're transferring from Duke or Virginia or Florida, or Texas, uh, Leon Rice is going to be able to pick up the phone, and, and they're going to know who he is, so uh, it hasn't paid off, obviously, yet with it just happening last year, but I do think that uh, Coach Rice, uh, coaching for Team USA, has a chance to pay some dividends down the road.
0: It's hard for it to already pay off, because they're only 18, right, but I think you're right, like, down the road, that is something that could come back around to help them, and usually, if you're coaching five-star guys, they know four- and three-star guys, or or even remove the stars, they just know good basketball players that they, they play with, and so Anytime you can build relations and try to connect is a big thing. One thing I wanted to say about the transfer portal real, real quick, BJ, is that, you know, the uh, it's a funny thing because you see these, you see a bunch of kids post out or post or, or it's like, you know, portal 24 seven or portal.com or whatever it is. Now you have all these Twitter accounts that follow what kids are doing out of the portal. Yeah. I, I would say like, just because a kid hears from a school, like it really can be that simple. Like it can be like just checking in, you know what I mean? So if you see, like, names on a, on a list of, like, you know, 15 schools, don't assume those are, you know, always commitments or offers or anything like that. Like, it, it is – there is a process to this, and it all just kind of has to play out, and it will play out. But um, it's just it, – it's funny how exciting, it, you know, people get when they're like, oh, look at that. Boise State's on that guy's list of 74 schools that have apparently reached out to him. Yep. It really can be as simple as just reaching out.
1: Yep, no doubt about it. Hey, we got a cool announcement in relation to the golf tournament. I also want to talk about the Pro Day uh, from yesterday as well. We'll do that after we thank a couple of our great sponsors. We are broadcasting from the Cutwater Spirits at Mobile Studios. More than 30 flavors of pre-mixed premium cocktails. You can pick one up at your local gas station or grocery store. I'm wearing the Row Paint hat today. RopePaint.com, the official Paint and Coatings Company at Boise State Athletics, our title sponsor with Bronco Nation News. Uh, they're scheduling for those concrete coatings, the one-day install. Change the look of your garage, back patio, basement uh, forever with a new concrete coating from roepaint.com. Check them out. Get a free quote, roepaint.com. Lithia Ford of Boise as well. Check them out. They are buying your used vehicle. That's right. They will buy your used vehicle even if you don't purchase from them. You can get more information, view a full inventory of vehicles at LithiaFordBoise.com and Idaho Central Credit Union, ICCU.com, the best in e branch mobile online banking. Check them out. Get more information. Start an account today. You'll go in once to sign it up. You'll never go in again because you can deposit checks, do it all right from your phone. Get more information. Find a branch near you, ICCU. Com. Okay, Jay, the uh, big announcement I've been teasing for the golf tournament. We're going to start some cool announcements here over the next few weeks to kind of uh, whet the appetite, I guess, of, of fans wanting to get in the golf tournament. Uh, here's where things stand, by the way, Jay. We only have six foursomes remaining uh, for the uh, first quote-unquote flight. We are hoping if we can sell out, we may uh, add an afternoon session uh, and see if we can get more people involved this year. But as of now, we are six foursomes away from selling out what would be a full field for a uh, one, uh, you know, one start event uh, at 9 a.m. Uh, but if we can get some more involved, we'll start a afternoon session as well. But ticket sales are going very well. You're not going to want to wait. If you won in, uh, we got six foursomes left, and that's the plan as of now. So uh, get one of the six remaining ones. And I wanted to announce a couple of the uh, participants. No, this is not the special announcement, but the participants. Uh, back again for another year. We are excited to have KTIK Radio. Prater and Johnny and JP will be out there broadcasting live. Again, Jay, I believe you uh, were a special guest live with them out there. I was as well. Mike Burns was. Um, but, uh, Jay, you are also uh, – we're putting you on the spot again. Uh, you are also uh, going to hopefully be back playing again this year. And um, before I announce the first two guests, that was uh, – you, you had a good time last year, right?
0: It was a lot of fun. Uh, I, 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 I would love to poke fun at you, BJ. And say that it wasn't a good time, but it actually was a blast.
1: I appreciate you saying that. Man. I, I a... think
0: that it, whoever wants to be a part of this, I think you will absolutely enjoy the morning, afternoon, whatever you spend on the links with a uh, hundred plus, for the most part, Boise State fans.
1: We do thank uh, rowpaint.com, Idaho Central Credit Union, our title sponsors this year of the golf tournament. Uh, again, June 2nd at Timberstone Golf Course. And, Jay, with this new uh, NIL era and things, you know we're going to hopefully have some cool announcements about some coaches and things that played last year. We had some cool coaches that uh, came and played, and, and that will be hopefully some announcements for down the road. But uh, for the first time, and it's only the second year, so I guess it's not a, a huge thing here, but we do have a couple uh, current athletes uh, that are going to be playing in this tournament. So uh, without further ado, if you play in this tournament, you'll get a chance to play with Tyson Degenhart and R.J. Keen, uh, also known as Shooter and Happy from uh, Happy Gilmore. There, Carson Stoning making this great graphic for us. But uh, pretty cool that uh, Tyson Degenhart, R.J. Keen will be playing in the tournament, meeting with fans, hanging out. Might get him on stage for a little Q and A. So uh, the first of uh, several announcements. But uh, Tyson and Keen going to be there at the tournament. Jay.
0: Man, I think that, that Keen has a little more shooter in him than Tyson. But I'll go with it. I'll, I'll go with this.
1: Yeah, they could have been flipped, maybe.
0: I mean, Ty, Tyson, fan favorite. RJ, very controversial being an Astros fan. So, you know, that's just that's just kind of my take on it.
1: I think it also had to do with uh, which way their faces were facing and which way would fit better on the uh, graphic here. But uh, okay. both, right. both are pretty good golfers, Jay.
0: They, uh, yeah, they, I hear it. I hear it, man. Yeah, that'll be good. RJ's—I I obviously just poke fun at RJ. He's—he's a—he will be a character. Um,
1: do people get paired up with these guys? Yes, you will have the opportunity okay. to play uh, with uh, one of these guys. Uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, if you get a foursome, uh, we haven't determined exactly how we're going to do that. We're going to have—you know—my my goal would be to have a quote-unquote special guest play with every foursome. I don't know if we're quite going to get there to that point. Um, uh, you know, they're probably going to be in the uh, college softball world series, uh, Jay, but if they're not, I believe our friend, Justin Schultz is confirmed to come back again. I don't want to let the cat out of the bag on any of the other announcements just yet. We're going to spread them out, but uh, some cool opera, some cool announcements as well on players, participants on breakfast, on lunch, on some of the other companies coming out with goodies. Uh, It's going to be much better than last year. We're really looking forward to it. Our friends at the blue collar club are going to be helping us uh, again, uh, volunteer and stocking ice and soda and beer and stuff. And it's going to be a lot of fun. So a lot of cool announcements to come, but the first one, Tyson Degenhardt, RJ Keen, both playing in the tournament. And again, six foursomes remain. If you want to get in, you better hurry up and do it now. Uh, bronconationnews.com. Click the uh, golf tournament tab. Bronconationnews.com. Click on the golf tournament tab, and you can uh, get more information on how to sign up. You can email me as well. But uh, six foursomes remain. Don't wait uh, any longer. I want to talk pro day, but first want to tell you about transportation compliance service. Check them out. You're looking for a new job. How about becoming a truck driver? The trucking industry is booming right now. TCS can help you every step of the way, whether it's the big rig on your screen, the Amazon truck in your neighborhood. They'll get your permits and things to get out your toe in that first load in no time. Check them out. Transcom service. Dot com the blue and orange store you looking for some new boise state gear check them out they got uh, free shipping any order over forty dollars you get free shipping on any order over forty dollars at the blue and orange store and of course they have the store there on the second floor of the boise town square mall next to pro image so gear up before the spring game with the blue and orange store boucher real estate gonna, he's going to be out there i talked to matt boucher yesterday he's confirmed to come back for the uh, golf tournament as well the number one ranked realtor in the treasure valley no home is too big or too small for matt bouser and his team let them help you out at uh, bouserrealestate.com ridley's family markets shopridleys.com they got 13 idaho locations Find one near you at shopridleys.com. Make sure you go download the Ridley's family markets app as well in your Apple uh, store or Google play looking for business insurance, United commercial insurance. I'm actually working with them right now. Two, two, nine, eight, two, 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 United commercial insurance.com. They make business insurance easy. They can write business policy insurance in 44 States around the country. Most of most places can only do two or three. So uh, that's pretty impressive. So almost anywhere in the country, they can help you out, get more information at united insurance.com and my dentist. Boise Dentistry Co., check out Dr. Miner, five locations across the Treasure Valley. They do a tremendous job. They make it an enjoyable experience to go to the dentist. So if you're looking for a dentist, check them out, BoiseDentistryCo.com, uh, and you can find a location near you, again, all the way from Caldwell to Mountain Home and everywhere. In between, Jay, we were out there at Boise State Pro Day yesterday. Uh, We're gonna hear from JL Skinner in a second. But uh, overall takeaways, I'll give you mine real quick. I thought uh, Scott Matlock really helped his case. I talked to uh, one of the scouts in attendance from an unnamed team uh, afterwards, and they were uh, they said he helped his case more than anybody and was very impressed with Scott Matlock and what he did with the times. I know uh, the numbers are out there, and you can maybe get into the specifics. But I know he uh, you know would have done very well if those numbers were stacked up with players at the combine. Um, so Scott Matlock, I think, helped his case. Uh, I thought Tyreek Jones was, uh, you know, on the on-field drills, did pretty well. I was a little surprised he only did nine reps on the bench. Uh, but uh, overall, I thought some of Tyreek Jones' you know, performance on the field was pretty good. Um, and then, uh, you know, a guy like Caleb Biggers, 23 reps on the bench. I was impressed with what he did. Um, so overall, I think a lot of guys, uh, you know, may have helped their case. And I think you got four guys that have a chance to get drafted. I think it's Skinner, Jones, Matlock, and Ojuku. And uh, the scout I talked to said that a fair, you know, gambling Vegas number would be two and a half because uh, Skinner's getting drafted. One of the other three is probably getting drafted. And then I think it's a crapshoot with the other two, but there is a scenario uh, that he said where all four get drafted. So I think it could go from a so-so draft for Boise state to a great draft if they could get four guys drafted. But uh, what would you take away from yesterday?
0: I take away that you look at maybe a real quick Tyreek's performance on the bench press. You look at that dude. I mean, he looks jacked. He also has pretty long arms and if you have long arms. I mean, his, his wingspan was over 80. So if you, you have long arms. It's going to be, you're going to be a little more challenged, um, on the bench press. You look at maybe a guy like Caleb, Caleb was a little more compact. His wingspan's almost 70 75, 76. So, um, I don't want to take away anything from Caleb though. Cause man, I, he did have a good pro day. It seemed, uh, ran sub five, four five in the 40. Um, 23 on the bench press, uh, jumped over 35 inches. Um, Caleb seemed to have a good good day at pro day. And given the fact that he's older, had a lot of experience at the college level, um, I don't know if I'll necessarily predict that Caleb gets drafted, but I would be surprised if he doesn't get into a camp somewhere. Um, And that just means at least he gets a shot, right? And so I would be surprised if he doesn't at least get that.
1: And maybe uh, Before you go on to the other guys, sorry to cut you off, but I, maybe maybe the Skinner thing was a little unfair because he had to go right after Biggers who had the 23 reps. So maybe the nine didn't look as good when you're following up. The, with Tyreek, yeah. The hooting. Yeah, ho- yeah Tyreek Jones with the hooting and hollering of all his teammates and guys there for 23 for Caleb Biggers, which I think surprised some people. And then right away Tyreek Jones had to go, and maybe that's why the nine didn't seem as, uh, as impressive.
0: Right, and that's what I, I think that, you know, what Caleb did, I think, was just was just super impressive. I think I think that's fair to say. Um, I gotta say, man, Scott seemed like he had just an awesome day. I don't know how much better that could have gone for Scott. Uh, from my understanding, that was one of his best performances ever on the bench press. Like,
1: yeah, um, by six he, or seven reps, he said.
0: Yeah, he he really uh, he crushed that, and so he was obviously feeling some adrenaline. Given the scenario, given the circumstances, he had a little bit of a crowd watching and uh, that helped him get to 29, which just is an awesome, awesome number. BJ, since I've, I've been doing this, since you've been doing this, I don't really remember too many guys that have outperformed that number. I, I remember Sanatani Louie had a really impressive performance um, in with bench press, but 29 is, is right up there with the best that we've seen uh, since we've been covering the Boise State football team, which now spans a decade. So uh, that was really impressive. And then the fact that you know, at least the 40 times that we got said that he ran a, a four, eight, one in the 40. I mean, that's, that's a big dude. That's moving. Um, that's that is moving for a guy that weighs nearly 300 pounds. And, um, I know he came in yesterday, a little lean, uh, two ninety six. probably going to bump back up to over 300 here in the near future, I would assume, but that's what happens with these events, right? Like, um, you use the NFL combine and pro day to put your best foot forward, maybe in both circumstances. And so if you are a little leaner when you run a 40, then the next time you see the, the you know, scout see you're probably going to weigh 10 more pounds because that's you know, where they, they really want you at and you playing weight at. But it's just about, you know, putting your best foot forward and, and doing the best you can. But um, as you can see right here, man, Scott was getting after it on bench press 225, 29 times.
1: How many reps could you do at 225, Jay? It's more than um, me. It's more than me, so I don't say this as some sort of uh, shot or anything. I'm, I'm I i could not do any, but uh, can could, yeah. could you get a few up? I oh,
0: I bet you I could get in the neighborhood of like right now, 17,
1: 18. Wow, wow. how about that? Outperforming some guys from the uh, that's that's a divine Obacherry number 18. Yeah, divine. hey, I'm not. That's
0: just that is one element of one thing in life <laughs> if you had uh if you
1: had Ben Hillgart here uh, cheering you on as you were trying to lift him you might be able to get an extra few there maybe
0: yeah you can see though man Scott was Scott was pretty happy about that
1: yeah, as, as, you, as there, he but. should be what'd you make of George Tarlus's performance hey here? man we got to talk about
0: George Tarlis BJ uh I was really really impressed by George I mean this is a guy that had hip surgery in October right and um, to see him do everything yesterday he did the vertical he did the 40 you're watching him now in the bench press Uh, he hit 24 minus two on the bench press 24 reps Um, they took away two because right at the beginning he wasn't quite locking out that right elbow entirely Um, I would certainly give him credit for 24 but uh, that's the way that the scouts kind of view these things at at times they want to make sure that you're completing your reps so uh, they took away two from him but uh, George looked great yesterday, given the fact that it wasn't that long ago that he was, you know, dealing with hip surgery and all that stuff. Very, very impressed by George Carless.
1: Another guy I think deserves a quick mention, DeAndre Pierce. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it, it was coaching for Boise State, decided he wasn't done playing yet, and uh, he put together a pretty impressive performance as well. I don't know if it's going to, you know, amount to anything, maybe some sort of mini camp tryout. Um but um, at least it was cool for him to at least get, you know, if it doesn't work out some closure that he tried, but uh, he was pretty excited with what he did. But again, for his age, how long he's been out of football, certainly won't get drafted, but maybe with the family name and his dad, maybe he gets a camp invite, but we'll see. And yeah, there, is, I, I, I there is 35 right. and a half on the vertical right there.
0: I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, you know, and – I hope he does get it in a shot somewhere, right? Like he stepped away from playing for a little bit and maybe you get a little perspective and the hunger and all that stuff starts to, the fire starts to burn again. And, um, I would assume that Deandre given his connections, given the fact that he was a very productive player in college too. I, I feel like somebody somewhere, you know, you have your mini camp invites and then you have like your tryout. I can't remember exactly what they call it, but, um, at some point in time in the next, you know, in the couple weeks after uh, the NFL draft, they bring in kind of a lot of guys. And most of them probably don't even have much of a shot. So uh, and then if those guys advance to training camp, they have more of a shot. I, I would expect there's going to be a lot of guys that at least get a sniff at an NFL opportunity um, from this pro day just because their, their metrics were great. A lot of the guys look like they're in awesome shape and um, a lot of them are very productive at the college level, too.
1: And final guy I want to mention before we get out of here, J. J. L. Skinner, obviously was a guy that mm-hmm. uh, wasn't able to do anything yesterday, but he gathered the scouts together over at the end in, in the uh, end zone and uh, updated them on his, uh, you know, status of things, and he let you know qu- them ask questions. So he kind of updated them. March seventh, he said he ended up having surgery, um, and he was obviously very disappointed that he wasn't able to do anything. And Uh, But he said, Hey, my tape speaks for itself. And um, he did say it was a bummer, you know, at the combine, not be able to do anything. He said he was just lifting weights, regular weightlifting session and felt something, uh, you know, his pectoral muscle tear. And so um, it, you know, it is what it is. He couldn't do anything, but he was there and uh, talked to the media and said that he's, it's about a 12 week recovery from the surgery, which puts it early June. So he'll miss some of the first sessions of the mini camps and things like that. But uh, he's not super concerned that it's going to hurt his draft stock, but he said he did think, Jay, it would have certainly helped him if he could have been out there showing what he could do. And at his size, I think we all agree, he would have been a guy that would have tested pretty well.
0: For the most part, Jail has been a, a pretty durable guy. He had a ton of playing time. I don't think scouts are wondering, like, hey, do we need to see more tape on this guy or anything like that? Like, I think that he he is what he is, and people know that. But you look at the fact that he is just a – a long and kind of lean safety and you can't, you can't help but think like as he gets a little bit older, he's going to have an easier time of of holding weight and building muscle. And uh, he's, he's a pretty versatile player that can cover. He can play in the box. It just seems versatility is so key in the NFL these days as, as tight ends continue to get more and more athletic and things like that. So it just feels like, uh, I don't think the jail's got anything to worry about. I think he's going to get a great opportunity and uh, still go, reasonably high in the NFL draft and I thought that it was cool I mean I think you posted the picture of it BJ you got the actual visual of, of him gathering the scouts around shows accountability uh, shows maturity and uh, I like the fact that he, just, he said that he just wanted them to he wanted to hear an update from him he wanted it to come from him and nobody else and so he gathered a bunch of those scats, scouts around and spoke to him and gave him an update and I, I, I thought that actually was pretty cool
1: yeah, no doubt. We just saw Tyreek LaBeouf on the screen as well. Uh, we mentioned um, you know Devine Obacheri, Kurt Raftall. Any, any final thoughts on any of the other guys we haven't mentioned, Jay?
0: Uh, not much. You know, I, I certainly hope that some of these guys do get an opportunity. Um, you know, John Ojuku was at the NFL Combine, and history shows that if you're a Boise State player and you get an invite to the NFL Combine that you have, like, a pretty decent chance at, at getting drafted. And um, uh, it'll be interesting to see if, if John can get his name called during the NFL draft. You have guys like Ezekiel Noah. He, man, Zeke is such a, a, a tough player, a hard worker, and um, he's got this awesome attitude. And so I really hope that he gets an opportunity. Personally, I, I do. I hope he gets an opportunity. He's a great kid. Um, I also think he loves the game so much that if he has to – you know, go prove himself in a league somewhere else, he'd probably be willing to do that, and hopefully that one day it pays off into an NFL opportunity, so uh, we'll see what happens with him and if and what his opportunity looks like, you know, coming up after the NFL draft.
1: And you know this stat, and I think a lot of Boise State fans know this stat, but you can go all the way back to Darren College in 2006, uh, six straight Multi-year starters at left tackle have been drafted uh, by Boise State uh, from Darren College all the way up to Ryan Clady uh, mm-hmm. and down the line. And so, uh, if history tells you anything, uh, John Ojuku will get drafted here in a couple weeks. That's
0: what I mean. Like, all the signs kind of point to it would be favorable that he would hear his name called. I still like your number, your over under two and a half. I think that is a pretty darn, a pretty darn good number. So, um. Yeah. Feel good about JL. I, I feel good about Scott after yesterday, man. Like I just, I, I feel like he's definitely going to be a guy that's going to get his name called in the, at the NFL draft. And then after that, you just have two guys that, you know, you kind of you probably assume they're fringe, but um, it could go one way or the other. It is funny though, man. Like I, I will say there's so, there's so much throughout the draft process that's thrown out there. Um you know, people projecting where certain guys are going to go and those certain people 24 hours ago were DMing you asking, hey, what's this guy like in pass pro? And, and just based off my opinion, you're going to say whether he gets drafted or not. You know, like yep. the, people, the NFL teams and the NFL organizations, I, I think a lot of the stuff I just take with a grain of salt. And especially if there's an opinion that's super dramatic or different, just ignore it because it's probably just somebody that has a hot take that it. Is trying to gain traction through a hot take.
1: No doubt. No doubt. So we'll we'll uh get more in you know the next two weeks we got actual football to talk about ahead of the spring game on Saturday. Uh, Winston Venable is returning cool news for the next three weeks. So we'll have Winston Venable on Wednesdays uh, starting tomorrow again to kind of dig into some of the off season storylines and talk a little football with Winston as we get ready for the spring game on Saturday. Uh, We'll also continue to maybe get some of the sound and stuff from pro day up. I know you guys have it up on uh, KTVB.com and your YouTube channel as well. Uh, But uh, we got all the interviews from yesterday and the highlights extended version up on the uh, Bronco Nation News YouTube channel as well. So we got uh, both coordinators today, I believe, uh, Bush Hamden and Spencer Danielson meeting with the media at, not, at 1130. Uh, Jay, the Broncos are on the field practicing right now. So uh, tons of content here coming to uh, KTVB, Bronco Nation News, the, the local media outlets here. So uh, appreciate you as always, Jay. Uh, happy Tuesday to the folks. Hope you have a great day. And, again, we'll have full coverage this afternoon with some football interviews. Uh, maybe some basketball news at some point in the next couple of days, and we'll kind of just uh, keep seeing what happens. But uh, good pro day yesterday for Boise State, and uh, spring game fast approaching here in about 11 days or whatever it is next Saturday. So, Jay, thanks. Everybody else, thanks for watching. <clears throat> Excuse me. Have a great day, and we will uh, talk to you later. Bronco Nation News Live, bronconationnews.com.